0: JohnSyndicate.com Call now, call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White, now on your side of the counter. Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679. 1-800-209-1679.
1: Right, folks, here we go another edition of Sports Insider Radio. We always invite you to check out the website sportsinsiderradio.com. You can get a hold of the boys John and Mike sitting there. They'd gladly take your call 800-209-1679. Brian Blessing, David Miller, we're sitting here in Vegas. The boys are on the East Coast. Uh, I don't know I don't know what they'll they'll do this week. There's no Ravens game. But uh, they'll just talk about how they don't care who they play. Oh, they well, nor, maybe nor should they.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, a good, you <laughs> know, starting it off with a funny one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Here we go. Uh, you know, they're that good. It's the playoffs, we're ready to go. Wild card weekend, two AFC games Saturday, two NFC games Sunday. Uh, we've got college hoops, we got NBA, we got NHL, and the bowl season. We got all kinds of goodies. Lots of stuff on the docket. Uh, Happy New Year. David, uh, the holidays were good?
2: Ah, good. Uh, Gambling-wise, family, everything. It was it was. It was good. It's Good? good? Yes, life is good. You?
1: Outstanding. Yeah. Although, made, made it through the whole football season. Not getting sick. And, uh, yeah. I thought you were
2: going to say not losing. No no, 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 <laughs> no.
1: Yes. Yesterday, out of nowhere, the anvil fell on the sky on me. So, <laughs> I'm playing hurt today yeah let's see how the boys are doing hey boys what's happening another day at the
3: beach you ready to go you know you know what the best part about this show is today you nobody so can you tell me the significance of doing this show a day later today is january 2nd what is the significance of today
2: I'm still hung over.
3: Is it somebody's birthday? I, I don't know. <laughs> February 2nd is the Super Bowl. We are officially oh. exactly one month out from the
4: Ravens against whoever they play in the Super Bowl. Uh,
2: there there it is. <laughs> uh, yes,
4: I had to do you that. Know, it's, it's taken me eight weeks. I got them finally on the train. You boys, you boys, I don't know. who do you, who, who do you think uh,
1: Who do you think they play? I think you're playing Tennessee, personally. I think we're eh.
2: see that's a bold statement. I love that.
1: I I, I think Tennessee and Buffalo are winning.
2: That's tough, but I love that you have courage. I hate when everyone just takes all the favorites and and, and well, it's boring. This Tennessee this is team, great. This
1: Tennessee teams, listen, you know, they're a stud. Okay, they, I mean they can run oh. the ball. Henry and, and New England's offense is uh, something ain't right there.
2: I'll go Chiefs, Packers. Who are so? Who are they going to play in the NFC, boys? Packers, right? Uh. The answer is yes.
1: (laughs) Well, it could be. I mean, by the way, your uh, your Packers' future still breathing there, and and they have gone so quietly, uh, you know, into this. And you know what? You got Aaron Rodgers. Yes sir, I'm you, excited. I no, I mean I I was really sweating that Seattle game.
2: Oh, I was just, please, you know, please get in cuz then the ticket goes yeah, like well right now it's like the break even's probably 450 but it would have gone down to like 250 probably. But yeah. Could have would have. Oh, this, that this that like,
1: Seattle thing was a nightmare. Oh.
2: And how, I, I had a big straight bet on how, Seattle. How do thing.
1: you how do you I mean that was one of the most egregious things I've ever seen. A, a delay game penalty at the 1-foot line. When they weren't even going to run the ball on that, you couldn't run the ball. You had no timeouts. You had to throw it. Yeah, on it's risky, guys. You yeah. throw it on. You throw it on second and third, and if you don't get it in, then Lynch goes over the top on fourth down. But they they bring Lynch in and get all out of sorts. A- and take a delay game penalty it was idiotic.
2: Yeah, I watched. I wa- I think they were just shocked that they that they got so close or something. Yeah, I watched it and they were just taking their time like oh. there was no clock.
1: That's on Russell. And then you're going on the replay. Hurry, hurry! Like oh, something's going to change on the replay. I mean, it's. it's <laughs> ama- I mean, honestly, when you were watching that, guys didn't. I mean, honestly, I mean, the first thing I'm thinking of was when Seattle gave the Super Bowl away against the Patriots.
4: <laughs> the same thing. I mean, kind of hate that when they throw the ball short of the goal line. Like, if you're down there, I always say, and we've seen this happen, like that Super Bowl scenario, and, and pretty much the same thing happened in this game. When you throw the ball short, you have that risk where the linebacker is, you know, playing. Because as a linebacker, you know, me being a previous, you know, in my previous life, I was a linebacker when I was younger. You know, your, your entire plan is to have your heels on the goal line. So you could always jump forward and you can't do as much if you're trying to tread backwards. You don't want anybody to get over top of you, but if somebody catches it short, you have that collapse on them. and that's what they did, but you just the, the route is supposed to be run a little bit deeper. So as soon as he catches the ball, even if he gets hit, he's already in the end zone. But but it was fourth down. They I mean they had yeah, the first, they had, it first they had to get so you the don't first have
2: any options. Most of the time they break, they break the plane there. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was a good defensive play, too. you got to give them credit. But, but yeah. now now
1: you, want, honestly, you wonder how Seattle and New England reacts. New England blowing a game to Miami now have to play, and then Seattle blows that and has to go all the way across the country to play. And everybody, and everybody acts like it's a given they're beating the Eagles. You you know no. that. You know that. No, not at all. You know?
2: I can never pick right on Seattle games, so... I'll have the Eagles, so so bet Seattle.
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, he bets with his heart. It's the only team in the world that he bets with his heart.
2: No, I don't actually. It's the complete opposite. I, I feel like I never bet him. It's, it's, like,
1: th- it's funny. I love I love three of the four games, or uh, right, like, you know, I, I have a, a defined opinion, and the Seattle Philly game, I'm like, nah, I got nothing. And then the more we started talking about it and and doing some other things, you know what? I like the under. I mean they they already played a game it was 17-9. Um, I, I I think it's a low scoring game. I, I kind of like I do like the under now. I I didn't but I really have much of a repeat. Listen.
3: Uh, Dave's going to make fun of me and that's fine. I can take it like a big boy. Um
2: I'm going to try to I guess
3: being, this. I hate I hate being a square but listen. You can mortgage your house on the Patriots money line. Like they may not cover, they not losing this game. It's like totally set up for the Ravens to play the Patriots again before the end of the season. They're they're winning the game. You heard it here. It's like Moses with the Ten Commandments. That's it. I have nothing else to say.
2: No, I like that one too. I was actually gonna. I was gonna take a shot too, and I was getting the money. I was gonna take the Patriots ten to one to win the NA, or AFC, but it it moved uh, before I could get it. But what is it now? Well, the the best is, like, plus 850. Tough to do that, though, when you could add I know uh, there could still be value, but.
3: I mean, as Mike, Mike, obviously, since it's his team, I don't know who he, if he's looking forward to playing the, the, you know, we went to the game the last time I went to the game with Mike and my my son was, we went to the Patriots game, you know, and like, you know.
2: I don't think anyone's ever looking forward to playing them, but go ahead.
3: Well, I think unfortunately, I, my son he actually said to me, he says I'm not worried about them. We, we'll handle. Like I don't think we're we're you know Lamar is not going to be intimidated by him, but I do think it's set up. Unless Mike has any input that you know, uh, I know you love Tennessee, Brian, but I mean I'm not talking about the spread. I don't like laying five on any game anyway. So if I was playing the favorite, I mean from a point-spread perspective, I definitely think it can be a three-point game, and Tennessee will cover the game. I just don't see... I don't see... That that Miami game was like nonsense. It's like it almost, you, you almost wonder... I'm not saying they wanted to lose on purpose, but you almost wonder it's like the perfect setup. Everybody's going to pound Tennessee because they go back to doing what we always say, which is not throwing out the last game they saw. and right. And... And so people are going to basically bet Tennessee... And if anything, you like to bet at post for all we know, money comes running into Tennessee, and you get a better number at post
2: that's what I think' we'll, that's what I think will happen. I think we'll get a minus four and I think it's a rare time to buy on the Patriots. We have to go to head. We have to have some drama in here, so but yeah, we're probably in agreement on on all the other games that under sounds good and then who do you like in the Minnesota New Orleans you I like,
1: like Minnesota in the over.
2: Well, the over that moved three points, but I have Minnesota plus eight, so we can agree there. What do you guys think?
4: I, mean, I, well, I want I to like talk Minnesota about that. But well. I want to talk about like that. The, Buffalo. Everyone the,
2: game. will have Minnesota. That's for. I a also
4: living. think it's uh, right now. I mean, I definitely like Minnesota plus eight. If they have Cook back, I mean, you just saw that offense without Cook or Madison, the top two guys, is just very stagnant. And Thielen has just been. You know, injured all year and they can't just depend on throwing the ball game. If they could establish the run like they've done all year, Cook being you know a pro bowler and even backup Madison's been playing fantastic. If those two guys are back or at least one of them is healthy for the game they could definitely play close. But just to head back to the Patriots game and you always say this in Tennessee where last week is such an overreaction. I think the line states that Previously, the in Week 15 and 14, Tennessee lost at home to the Saints, which, again, the Saints have been playing well. But then they lost to the Texans the week before as well at home. So this team definitely has a lot of potential, and they've been playing well ever since they switched to Tannehill, a quarterback, but they're beatable, and their defense is suspect. And for them to not, you know, I think the line would have been seven. Otherwise, but considering they won that game and they snuck in the playoffs, um, so you know, and the Patriots lost. Lines now four and a half, five.
2: Yeah, I totally. I mean, I agree. I just, I'm, I'm gonna have it. But hey, this is tough to win, so we got to have a lot of head-to-heads if you think about it. I don't know,
1: man. Don't, I, don't, don't sleep on Tennessee.
3: Well, no, no, no. Well we're talking about, two, so for the listeners, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about the line is one thing, and the who's going to win outright is the other thing. So I think at this stage of the season, a lot of the listeners, they're interested in who's going to be in the Super Bowl and who they should bet on. So, I mean, I, for instance, I'm with you guys on Minnesota to cover. They're not winning the game. Saints are winning the game. I'm with you on Tennessee to cover. They're not winning the game. Patriots are winning the game. So I'm, that's how I'm looking. I got like, you know, you're, we're talking predictive uh, analysis on the radio, but, you know, I mean from a, well, when you guys say I like Minnesota, or when you say I like Tennessee, are we talking about grabbing some of that outright Moneyline m- number, or are we talking about I like Minnesota because it's plus eight, and I won't be surprised if they lose, but cover. I do mean, that's I, the distinction this week we should make.
2: Do I text you and say, congrats Moneyline veterans, sir?
3: There you go. There you there go. You that, there go. you go. Yeah, no, there anytime,
2: any, no, but anytime you take a plus five, especially a plus five, uh, you have to believe that, that they can win the game. Otherwise, this is tough. That's right. That we don't have a crystal ball. Same with eight, I feel. Anything that's above 10, then you start, in my opinion, then you start going, ah, this is really tough to win, but, uh, they're they're going to cover this number, and then you you think about the back door and all the all the way. Maybe it'll be super low scoring. You know, a lot of things, but at eight, I'm I'm thinking Minnesota can win. That to me, that's the biggest overreaction on all these games. Because yeah, to me, that's eight is crazy. I don't well, know.
1: Well, Minnesota, they didn't have Cook the last couple. They were, right? They yeah, good. I know. I, I understand. If, but if Cook plays, then Cousins is better, and and York. then Thielen. Thielen gets open. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: No, this this is the number one sharp play to me is Minnesota. So what we dream of is games like that. Don't put too much on it though, people. Nothing's guaranteed.
3: So, so your, just so you, we just to give you the end of the season stats, guys. As uh, Brian knows, I like to do the homework. We were sitting at a high of sixty one percent dogs were covering against the spread and i said is it going to revert to the mean dogs right now have a 20 game edge in the nfl against the spread to end the season before we get into the playoffs 133 dogs cover this spread on the closing number 113 favorites Covered the dog, covered the spread. Excuse me on the closing number. So you had a twenty-game edge, fifty-four point one percent. Ten games pushed on the closing number because we remember we were talking about not many teams were hitting the number, and then last week, the last two weeks, we've had quite a few teams hit the, the closing number. So we end the season before we get into the playoffs. One thirty-three, one thirteen, and ten. On dogs covering by a 20-game margin, obviously, you know, with the VIG, it's not that big of a deal. 50-port, it sounds great. You're up 20 games, but with 200, uh, you know, almost 300 games, you know, the juice eats you alive. Now, here's the amazing part. Brian, you're a totals guy. Totals ended the season 128 games over the total of the closing total. 127 games under the total. I'm going to repeat that for all those listeners. 128 games went over. 127 games went under. I think the line makers did their job. Yeah, I think so. It looks like, too, the
2: first three games the total's already moved two and a half to three points on all three of them, so just right there, I'll be looking at unders uh, at post myself and hoping that uh, locally we get uh, some extra value as well.
3: Does yeah. that surprise you guys? That, that, that they were so, the NFL sides, 54%, the NFL totals,
2: 50%. Which one, the, the 54%? The
3: 54 which is the 20-game edge. Did that surprise you? Not on really, because that's
2: not extreme. I mean, if you think about but what it. What
3: about the totals being literally one game differential?
2: Is good work. Give me the hook. <laughs> no, but, right, the, exactly. but, the, but the 54%, I mean, that would be amazing if we had, you know, five times the, the, the sample size. But, no, not, not for that few games. And then, uh, yeah, the totals, good work. I'd give him a round of applause, but <laughs> I don't know if clapping on the radio <laughs> is a good idea.
3: Yeah. Do you, is that normal from you, or do you look at that year over year, or is that just
2: like... No, no. I mean, I don't. I don't know if Brian Got does, it. but I don't. I just think that... Because usually, usually the, the sample size, I mean, with the sample size, it means nothing. If it was like 59% over that many games, then it's like, wow. But then what do you do with it with with that with it at that point? Do you start... Obviously, if it's favorites that we're covering at a high percent, then I think moving forward, uh, the dogs would have value. Just because, in general, the public would probably have more money, and and the books probably wouldn't be doing very good. So there would be definitely some skew there. Um, but well,
3: you remember I said there was a there was a uh, there was a twenty game edge. So here's the difference in college football: eight hundred and eighty-two games after the bowl games yesterday have. have been finished they were just on this year with with the college so the college 51% favorites against the spread 445 favorites 424 dogs and 13 games closed on the uh, tied on the closing number so you flip it in college College favorites 151% of the time over 882 games. Dogs in the NFL won 54% of the time, obviously on a lot less games. And when I look at the totals, the overs and unders, and we can talk about the the bowl games in a minute, Um, the overs and unders, Brian, 427 games went over the total in college football. 441 games went under the total in college football. 50.8% to the Unders. So literally, across football, the only where you had a little more than 50% was the NFL Dogs.
2: To me, there's nothing can really be done with this information, though. I mean, do you? What do you think? Is maybe amazing? Well, what
3: it, what, no. What, what this information does for me is it illustrates to the, the the we'll call it the joes versus the pros that when somebody has a bias, and I'm not talking about you. You have. A, I'm not saying you have a bias. I don't want to talk about anybody on the show. When the gambler out there, there are people when they call on the phone and they subscribe to our services that we offer. They say, you know, I'm a chalk better or I'm a dog better. And my point is, if you're just fundamentally a chalk better or you're fundamentally a dog better, <laughs> flip a coin. Because what I, these numbers bear out is that over the entire season, there is no edge unless you're doing the work on each individual game and you're getting the best of the number.
2: Yeah, and I think it kind of it, it kind of uh, proves the fact that like at minus 110, you have to go better than, than 52, I think it's 52.1%. So over 800-something games, when you say... It's fifty-one percent, one side or the other. It just kind of shows you how tough this business is, so and how you do need to be selective in your and picks. and have
3: money management, which is what we preach <laughs> and
2: shop like. around because if you shop around and get even money all the time or the extra hook, now the odds can can be in your favor. Uh, you know, just blindly betting dogs or betting favorites. If, if you if you if you bet correctly <clears throat> and, and the timing and the shopping around, shopping around everything that it takes to win.
3: Right, so I mean, that's the point of mention when you say, what can you do with these numbers? When I, literally people email, and people text, and people call, and they listen to the radio show, and they go, I was not aware that it was basically 50%, and I've been doing this radio show with Brian for, I mean eight years, and we talk about it every year, and people just shake their heads. They think there's a perception that dogs cover more, or favorites cover more. Mike's on the front line, he's taking these phone calls. People see, you know, the the 10 o'clock or 10 o'clock West Coast NFL games, 1 o'clock East Coast NFL games, let's say all the dogs cover. Well, then these these guys, well, we gotta go, we gotta play all the favorites at 4 o'clock, i.e. 1 o'clock in Vegas, because they think there's a correlate. That's the insanity that I'm trying to but, steer people away from.
2: But I do I do think to be honest, I do think the, the one time I think it matters like if in the morning or the afternoon the favorites are just killing the spread, you will get extra value on the Sunday night game uh if it's a if it if the dog if it's an undesirable dog and and I think that rolls into Monday just for that week because they're looking at their own liability and they're going uh-oh and they and so they'll they'll keep moving the spread. So, But if all the dogs cover, and the, if the books are just making a, a fortune, then you won't really see this happen, because they're not right. in panic mode. But, so but so it Brian, does matter week to week for for situations like that.
3: Yeah, but the thing is, this whole concept of the books making a fortune, so this goes back to if somebody's money. a chalk better or a dog better, they're 50%. They're just The books are getting exactly what they want. They're getting two-way action, and they're making the vig.
2: I think they want more than that, though. I think they want... Uh, I, I, I think they want more than. They well, did. I
3: think the they, I think a lot of the money and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong that these guys make is when again back to the teasers and the par, money line right. parlays. Obviously, so many people had the money line parlays tied up with the Patriots on the money line, thinking there's no way they're going to lose. Um, uh, right. um, Brian, I know you're friends with Jimmy Vaccaro. He posted a ticket on Twitter of some guy walking in betting Utah 100,000 on the money line to win 37,000. Obviously, Dave, that's A square bet when Texas blows them out of the water, and that's where I think the books make a lot of their money is on these huge money lines where you know rich guys are just walking in there and going, "There's no way this team's going to lose." I
2: don't know if they make a lot percentage-wise on well, that was a seven-point spread, right? So I don't think that's but but yeah, those ones that are that you that you're referring to, like the Patriots and the Dolphins. I think percentage-wise they make a lot on those ones in the long run. But the guys Utah bet, I'm not sure how bad the bet really was, but I'm just saying percentage-wise in the long run they make a lot more off those those higher spread ones where the people want to bet the money lines. Right. <coughs> and then, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody teased down the Patriots and uh, thought it was guaranteed money. Whenever everybody bets this is guaranteed money, th- yeah, this is a good spot for the books because they, th- they can up th- – up the like it should be minus seven hundred. Yeah, I'll just put minus eight seventy five because people think it's free money. So so then the odds really go in their favor.
3: Right, <coughs> exactly. And uh, by the way, uh, just to get off the tra- off the try, anybody, was anybody involved in any of the ball games yesterday? Did you have a good day in the bowls? Hi, right,
2: Georgia. Uh yeah, I did. I, and how then, about
3: you, Brian? How's the bowls
1: been treating you? Bowl have been good. Um, <clears throat> yesterday I was. Uh, under the cover, sleeping all day. <laughs> oh, okay. That's always a good
3: day, though. Yeah, oh, no, I'm, you're I'm, right. It was January 1st. No, you had to recover.
1: No, no yeah. not recover. I had the flu. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it Got was, It was not fun.
3: Now let me ask you this, sorry to hear that, I hope you're feeling better. Let me ask you both this, um, regarding value on the lines. Is it the same thing, Dave, where the dogs are just much more value in the bowl games, uh, even though we're coming down to the end of it, because, again, everybody's laying into the chalk? Or is it a little different because there's so much time off?
2: I don't know. I don't know if you really categorize it. The dogs have value just in general in all bowl games, but I, I think it's better in NFL. I don't know. That's what I think. Like this week, I just... I don't, well, I don't want to use this week, but I mean, historically, I believe the value in NFL dogs is, is just, as a whole, is better. Could be wrong, now. Because
3: like yesterday... Mike gets emails, Michael gets emails all the time, and people ask about your core strategies. Do you track your... And you don't have to. If you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. Do you, you know, we talk about the fact that you're always playing the double-digit dogs in the NFL, but over a course of I 882... Well, okay, but over a course of 882 uh, college football games and 300-plus whatever NFL games, would you say at the end of the season you're... Fifty, fifty, fifty percent of your wages are dogs. Fifty percent of your wages are, are uh, favorites. Or would you think it's skewed? Even though I'm showing the, the oh, gross numbers that it's basically fifty-fifty. How do you think your book? Uh, do you track it? You know, what I'm in saying? NFL, if has...
2: no, but I mean in NFL, it definitely is. And then in college, even though I said I don't think it matters as much in college, it, it is as well. Uh, it's over fifty percent for me. And a lot of so, it has even to though do. the dogs,
3: even though the favorites won fifty one percent of the time, obviously this goes back to doing your research, picking your spots. You can still have a profitable season, regardless of the fact that more favorites, you know, a handful of more twenty more favorites covered than dogs. Well, in, you in can. The entire.
2: You can. Unfortunately, I just college football sides I lost on those. I did really uh-huh. good on totals and NFL and NFL totals, but. You can. I mean, at 50, if you just say, well, I'm going to bet all dogs and they go 49%, yeah, you can still win. You just have to pick your spots. Right. Now, if, if, if over 800 games the dogs go 46% and you won, you really picked good spots. <laughs> you know, if you had a a, a good sample size yourself, so...
3: Uh, well, so that would be the same case if you're betting the NFL and you're predominantly betting favorites, and the fifty-four percent of the games were dogs that were covering. You got to pick your spots, obviously. Well, then you the then
2: you did amazing work. You, you did amazing work because favorites it. over all the years of betting are a little bit under fifty percent. I'm not sure what the exact number is. Could even be just by a half a percent. But then you then you really you, you you're. You're amazing. Well, not amazing. If you do that over five years, uh, then you're amazing. But, yeah, you just picked your spots well. You is, know,
4: Is Mike watching a soccer game? I was just going to ask, Mike. I'm actually listening to Dave, and I'm thinking in my head about every single client that I talk to and the insanity of the unrealistic expectations that they have. Because like Dave just, just so said he lost world. on college football sides, and it's like no big deal. No, no big deal. I did. It's just The sample size needs to be big enough. Everybody expects to win every single day. They don't understand how hard it is. To make money in this business, you have to do this every day consistently. Follow the models, follow the advice, and don't bet your own games. And just simply don't gamble. I mean, everybody wants to chase when Dave has never chased once. He just doesn't matter if he has a losing weekend. It's like the next day, it's like a blank sheet of paper all well, over again.
2: Well, you'll always hear it. Somebody will say, and, and they're actually serious, well, who's going who's gonna to cover this game? And then if you give a side, they'll go, are you sure? So that's basically guaranteed. Uh, no. <laughs> you know, it's not mm-hmm. guaranteed. Is there value? That's why the word value kind of stops any of that when when somebody's talking like that if you just say the word value over and over they just kind of look like a deer in the headlights and then they Whoa. they stop saying that <laughs>
3: This is the thing for people listening in 2020 that are trying to make, uh, you know, six figures or more betting on sports and, they, and they're properly funded. This goes back to also, you know, we're talking in percentages but obviously money management. You know, you're not betting the same value on each individual game. There's proprietary money management situations where you're betting more on some games and this is one of the things that we talk about with our good friend Kenny White all the time, which is he knows his number and I use this as an example. He doesn't get scared off his numbers. So for instance, you know, Dave, if you have a game and the perception is the line went against you but you're actually getting a better price you'll add money to that
2: correct yeah yeah all that yes usually usually now it also depends what prices i have what the global market's doing there's a lot of other factors but yes all the ones that i like one one of them today is two points against me which is really rare and i, I still am not sure why i'm definitely going to add to it so it, this right. happens and so
3: what happens with us is people call Mike and they, they want to cancel the play. It's almost like, the, it's like I translated it to the stock market. It's like they're upset that the price went down and they can buy more. And dollar cost average, they're upset that they, it's on sale. It's like, don't get scared off the game. It's like, you know, now I will say this. Um, I don't know if you guys track some stuff, but like yesterday was amazing. The total on the Wizards game when, Beale, this, when they went from being played went from 16.5 to 23.5. The game lands on 223. People call me, I wasn't involved in that game, but when you look at that stuff, then you look at the Lakers. The Lakers were laying 11 points. They win the game by 10. The uh, opposing team, I forgot who they're playing. They up by like
2: 34 at one point or something.
3: Right. So, my, my question is like, this is the question that we should answer for the new year. Like, people like to generate their own conspiracy theories. This is when people call Mike and they go, these games must be fixed. Yeah, How can a team land on too. 223? How can a team land on 11 when the line? I mean, Brian, you've got to hear this from years of being in the casinos at the end of the game. When you're at, when you're at the um, Club Madrid on a Sunday and some game lands on the number, everybody's wanting to rationalize that the fix is in. No, they just made a good number.
2: Well, you got. Well, you have to. You have to think too. A lot of times, it, it does fall right on the number because it's going to fall somewhere around there, probably, w- and, and whether that's within ten points, fifteen, you know, like forty percent of the time. So it's like throwing darts. Some of the time, it's going to fall, you know, right on the number, the open number, the closing number, or 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 with yeah. Th- this is it's good good bookmaking. And then the betters, you know, they, they got that game right probably.
3: <clears throat> so, to be a successful better, also like yourself, you also have to have n- understand what the bookmakers are doing. It's not about just look. You got to have that bookmaker mindset. Let me ask you this question: um, With upsets in the NFL, we've talked about teams, you know, b- bouncing. Um, what about situations like Miami goes to the Wizards the other night? They're laying eleven on the road. They get blown out by the Wizards. Um, do you then do you use re, not revenge but embarrassment or is it less important if it's not on national T V like it was on Christmas Day? Now Miami tonight is playing Toronto after getting blitzed, now they're at home. They're playing Toronto, they're laying six at home against a good Toronto team, twenty four nine Miami team against a twenty three and eleven Toronto team. To me it's almost like that line might, should maybe be 3.5 or 4, and it's 6, because everybody's going to pound Miami thinking they got to bounce.
2: Well, to me, that game, the, the Wizards game, that set value up to take the Magic yesterday. I did have a, a bet on the Magic. I, I hate uh, road favorites. I hate to play. I try not to play them that much, but to me it set value up there. So I got that game right yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, whenever you see something extreme like that, so if you see an 11-point dog, Win outright. I I think a good basic strategy is you want to fade the team that that won outright the next game. Ah,
3: you only had a late three on the road. Well, well yeah. Well, well,
2: because you have to ask yourself. Let's say that fell on eleven. Let's say they did lose by. We'll we'll pick the exact number eleven. Then yesterday, I, I think that spread closes around five you know so i think you get a bargain because of what you ju- what what everybody the perception of what just happened the previous game and so the team that lost as an 11 point favorite now depending on who it is not not always cuz if it's a real public team the, the the reverse could happen well no way they're going to be mad they're going and now you wouldn't touch them but if, if if it's kind of like an average team like that then yeah i look to play them the next game on the bounce back but but if the public's betting a bounce back as well then this could get uh, this could get weird. Uh, I try to stay away from it. So that's how I handle it.
3: Uh, so for instance with Portland and the Knicks, the next time, so the Knicks go and they just blow out Portland. Right. Yesterday I had a client he was texting me. Well that the, was only the, four
2: though but but
3: okay, yeah but but Okay, still, what about the Minnesota game? I guess it doesn't count because they lost by two.
2: Right right the bigger the bigger the the uh, uh, the bigger the dog that won, so the more extreme result this causes i think the bigger adjustment for for either one or both teams going into the next game and especially in n f l so n b a you won't see it as much, but you gotta admit in n f l you see this. You're going, wow, if they would have won, it would have been four. Now it's eight. Well, so this wow. goes
3: back to the Patriots game for, for Brian right. and you, which right. is, I mean, they just lost to Miami. We know it It just didn't really affect anything. Now they play, like, so again, if they would have beat Miami and exactly. they would have covered, let's say they would have won by 21.
2: Six and a half years, probably. Right.
3: So you're basically getting the Patriots
1: on sale because they lost. Yeah, but I mean, but the thing is, they didn't just lose. They were playing for a bye.
2: Yeah, he's right. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's, I mean yeah. me
1: and Mike talked about it. Did they really care? Yes. Okay, they wanted. Yeah, they care. Of, about course, that. They of course, they course care. They it's a buy. Yeah, it's one less game where guys get and hurt, and you're playing at home, and you're one right. game away from the Super Bowl. I mean, they they played that game like their lungs depended on it. This team is flawed. So you could argue
2: there should be an adjustment because they really needed the game. Therefore, they, they were up need the for game. it. And and now, okay, they they need to be favored by less because they really aren't as good as we thought. So you could. You, there's two sides to the argument, and what you try to do is you just try to put all the facts together and and try to find where the value lies. So and the
1: Tennessee thing, believe me, is a hidden thing okay. because they yeah. they rested the game against the Saints. They rested Henry. He didn't play. And they gave gave New Orleans all they could handle in a game New Orleans needed. And they did not play Henry in that game. They rested him. So then they came in and they put the Sasquatch foot on him last week, kicked the door down. This Tennessee team is, is the real deal. So
2: the argument to take Tennessee here is, is what he just said. And also, well, well, we just saw the Patriots lose when they really needed the game. They really are that bad. So you just have to kind of figure it out. And, and he could be right. You know, we could be right. But you just make an educated guess on these situations where where you see day to day adjustments because of what you just saw in the previous game. And sometimes you go against the adjustments, sometimes like he's saying, The Patriots are that bad, Tennessee's that good. It should be three. You know, you know, I don't know know.
1: by the way, New England's a very public.
2: Right. Well, I don't know. Who's who's public in this game? Is it a flip or? Tennessee. They'll,
1: they'll, they'll probably bet ten. They'll probably bet New England. The closer we get to kickoff.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, I haven't looked at that yet, but so so. Either either way, you you want to go against the adjustment or no? This isn't adjusted enough. That's how you have to look at it for the people listening. That I, I want to teach them that.
1: The only thing I I, just, I I keep saying about New England, there was a month stretched there where the only way they got it into the end zone were trick plays.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, they were th- right. I mean, yeah. they were doing hatback options. They were, and that's usually Edelman. a bad
2: sign. Yeah, that's a
1: real bad sign. They did that for a month. They won three of their games because of blocked punts. Give them full marks that they're good, and they find ways to do all this. But this offense is not. Yeah, but
2: a team like that, you, it's like an NBA, a team well, that th- lives and dies by the three. It, it,
1: I know. Well, James White will show up. He always does in the playoffs. They'll make him the focal point. Of the offense that they hadn't done all year long, um, you're right. And you're you're right. I mean, I, you know, uh, they've been there, it, done that. But but the bottom line is, I mean, that was a game that they they needed desperately last week, and they couldn't do it against Miami. Five is tough too to to
2: profitably bet. I'd be curious how a five a four and a half to a five and a half point. Favorite has been. I mean, I don't know if it's
3: true. It's hard because uh, how do I don't know f- if it's true, but I've been beaten in the my head from bookmakers. If it's five, just take the dog. If you don't have any info, <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I don't know about that. But five is a, is a tough number to play. And then your friend he says, "Well, I just do the money line." Yeah, I mean, it, this is hard. It's it's hard. I, I don't know. That line's probably efficient, but I was hoping to lay four at post. Uh, then I would then I would for sure play it. But I I personally think got to take the Patriots they're they're always done every year and we see what happens so I don't know it's just one unit anyway
4: historically Dave when the Patriots play in the wild card round they lose Mm -hmm. so when they have that bye and they have that one or two seed they play much better but when they have that you know in the wild card I don't know what it is and again I don't really look into statistics that much it really doesn't matter has no relevance on the players playing this year but we'll see. I mean, I, I do believe what Brian is saying is very accurate. They've been winning on trick plays and primarily with defense. And Edelman's been banged up for the last month. I don't know how really how healthy he is right now. If they put Logan Ryan on him and they shadow him all game, I don't see anybody else being hey, hey, coverage because they are other receivers. Mike, you just made a great point, too. I mean,
1: Edelman is so banged up. You're telling me? Uh, that wouldn't really have upped their chances.
2: Yeah, absolutely. If, he,
1: if, if Edelman would have got a week off, uh, have you know, and, and have to only play two games to get to the Super Bowl, and Edelman got got a, a week to get healthy.
4: Well, they just—I mean, besides Edelman, they really have absolutely nobody else. I mean, picking up Mohamed Sanu, he's average, way past his prime. Nikhil Harry, the, the rookie that they drafted. It just hasn't developed into a, you know, he's okay right now, but he's just, he's not getting away from coverage. And besides that, I mean, they never replaced Gronk. And that safety valve that Brady had had for so many years when they run those crossing routes and just, you know, beating you up the middle, they don't have that, you know, that surefire receiver or tight end that could catch the ball in the middle like Edelman does. I mean, they did, but he's just beginning crushed all year and their running game is suspect and the fact is Brady's old he's not nearly as mobile as he has been in years past his offensive line is, is giving up a lot of sacks and again if that defense doesn't show up but all that throw that all out the window you get Belichick at home in the playoffs See, this the mastermind we... is going to create some scheme that definitely take away Henry and he's going to have you know man coverage in the back and he's going to say Tannehill beat us so that's, it's going to be a. It's going to be a great game.
2: That's kind of how I look at it too. But we could just be public with that mindset. Oh, it's the Patriots. They'll find a way. We, we could just be totally off on this one. And I think too, we're so used to the Patriots. Uh, being more of a dominant team for so many years, well, that that's in our mind. That's you know? the whole
3: thing, right? So we're we're talking about you know last week or the week before. We're, we're, this is the first show, not only of till the Super Bowl in a month. It's the first show of a new decade. The last two decades, the most profitable team has been the Patriots. Now, real quick, because there is one. Who, do, who is the number one team? It's not Buffalo anymore. Who's the number one team against the spread? They are playing this weekend.
2: Wow. Uh... Let's go with the Saints. Going to
3: surprise you guys. The unless Saints. you're looking on your computers,
2: I'm not. Saints. Not
3: good. He did, he did it. The Saints, 11 and five against yeah, well, the spread. Well, I'm the looking at the spot. rest of
2: the teams. Like, they haven't covered much. They are barely in the playoffs. so yeah. <laughs> so who's the worst team against the spread? Eagles.
3: The, the Bears, four oh. and twelve against the spread.
2: Well, the, oh, I thought you meant that's playing.
3: Well, I just was just saying that overall, this is something. It's amazing. Like. How many teams do you both think, or all three you think, were over 50 percent against the spread, covering out of the 32 NFL teams?
2: Well, you, you would say well, over 50? Well, then, yeah, this is like
3: 13? Uh, 15.
2: Okay. one line. Okay. The
3: bottom spot, you ready, is the <laughs> Patriots, eight and seven and one against the spread, followed by Tennessee, eight, seven and one against the spread. And then, you, and then you progressively move up to the top spots, which are the Saints, the Rams, Kansas City, Buffalo, and Baltimore, and Green Bay.
2: The Rams were, did good against the spread?
3: The Rams were the number one, the second team against the spread. The Saints are 11-5 and five ATS. The Rams are 10-5-1 ATS. What? Kansas City is 10-5-1 ATS. Kansas City and the Rams are tied for the second spot.
2: I that, guess that a bad team. To me. Yeah, I guess a bad You'd team think, yeah. can just cover, you know, keep losing by having three point games, and they, they just ran bad on close games. I guess. Right. And, and, and in they're not they that bad. Cover,
4: the Rams didn't cover versus the Ravens on that Monday Night Football game.
2: Why do you bring that up? You were go- <laughs> you went how long? Forty nine minutes without bringing up a
3: game that <laughs>
4: I want <laughs> to forget about. One week. It's just. But one you know week what's
3: off, interesting? Yes. This is something for us to look forward to next year. What I've noticed is that the teams that have the worst spot against the spread the following year, it flips. So, the Bears, they've, they're the worst team ATS against the spread. It'll be interesting to see how they're priced next year, followed by the Chargers, who were 4-9. How about this? The the Chargers in a, in a season where there were 13 games that pushed on the closing number, the Chargers were involved in three of them, and the Buffalo Bills were involved in two of them. Chargers were 4-9-3 ATS. The Buffalo Bills were 9-5-2 ATS. That,
2: that was my number one uh, money burner team was the Chargers, I think. I just I felt like I lost every game. Well, they
3: never covered 30% right. of the time.
2: Well, I, I think two of the teams that, like the Rams, that, that that was interesting to hear that. So I would think going into next year, they could be undervalued because... If they covered the spread that means they were they were undervalued week to week, so it, it could carry over to the next year that's that 's what I take away from that, but this is tough because you know so much time needs to pass now and are they still the same team
3: now let me let me let me ask you uh any of you can answer this so this Seattle game the issue for me is home field, home field advantage so you make Seattle a road one and a half point favorite and again what about that home team advantage.
2: Well, to me, this is a standard hope you get a plus three on the Eagles at post spot. I, I mean, Brian,
3: mean do you really think this game is going to go from one and a half to three? No, I don't think so. I don't think so.
2: I don't know. <laughs> who, 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 who do you think the masses are lining up to bet in that game? Or do you think it's just a 50-50? Uh,
1: well, you're sitting at one and a half. It'd be
2: hard-pressed, I think, to get to three. Keep in mind, we only have four games. They're spaced out. And we live in Vegas. But I don't want to take that bet. So, okay. Then I'll take a good money line or reduce two and a half. Yeah. I
1: said the total on that game 45 and a half. Nice.
2: And that's the only one that hasn't moved. Like I said, the other three, they've all... There they've are
1: some 46s there around.
2: Okay, and and 45. So so let's say you like either side of that total. Uh, that's, a, that's a good spot. You know, you know, You go over 45 or you go under 46. And in the long run, you're not paying as much takeout as you would on a widely available one where you, where you don't have the option to shop around. And that's what I like about these playoff games. Because there's only four games spread out, we are able to, to shop around at post more than, than average games, which you would think would be the opposite because I think the limits will be higher because these are playoff games. But But that's the way it works when you live here in Vegas. I'll have well, side on let video. me
3: say this to you because I was talking about the NBA and how crazy it's been. I think when you get caught up in day to day, there's the perception of that, but the reality is a little different. So right now in the NBA, just anybody take a shot. What do you think? Who has the edge? The dogs are the favorites, and do you think it's a big edge?
2: Uh, dogs by a little bit. That's the default answer for. Any what do you What
3: do you think a little What do you think a little bit is? Ten, twenty, thirty games.
2: Well, after or before the juice. I'll say ten. No, no. You, you kind of told, you wanted me to say that, so I'll guess four.
3: <laughs> no, you were right. Ten. So right now, <laughs> dogs, <said> are, <laughs> dogs are dogs are two fifty two, and favorites are two forty two, and there's been thirteen pushes on the closing number for 51%. So for all you guys shaking your head on that NBA, this is where the difference is. When I talk about closing numbers, you see the difference between these games moving early in the day versus late in the day. Like yesterday on the Wizards game, you got 216, then Beal comes in because, as Mike and I know, we're constantly checking injuries to see. I don't know how you I mean, to me, this is like me and Mike were talking about it. Like Sunday night, Harden didn't play. The line flipped. It went from Houston minus two to the Pelicans minus five. I mean you see all times crazy, crazy, crazy. The totals, guess what? Brian, fifty point seven percent. Two hundred and forty eight games have gone over, two hundred and fifty five games have gone under.
1: It's amazing. In the NBA. I mean you've been doing this, you know, all year long. You were doing we we started in the summer months, you were doing the talking up the baseball that, that ended up so close, right?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely, and that's the uh, same thing. And we can we'll be getting into that before we know it. It'll be April, but you know, Mike, you know, he sits there, and you, you, this goes back to what Mike was saying: is that if anything, this is the first day of the year. You're listening to this show. David is a professional sports better. He's been doing this for literally. We can now say a decade, more two decades or one decade. David, two decades. It's right? like
2: well, it's like sixteen years
3: all right so you're starting your third decade we'll basically say so my mom the thing is (laughs) you don't get caught up in the in the little daily daily like i was you said something in that video that we did which i just like want to print and put on a board i said do you watch games while they're playing and do you remember what your answer was
2: i might turn on my tv I don't, no, I you
3: said it's a sign of weakness. <laughs> like you're sitting there and you're you see your, yeah, it backwards, is. It's a sign. It's a sign of weakness. Well, what
2: solid guy? What solid guy is is sweating every play and and well, emotional? Well, ask
3: Mike <laughs> because Mike like literally has to take his phone and put it on mute and put it under the wheel of his car and like I call him, he doesn't answer the phone. He goes, I can't take it. They won't stop. I need peace. I mean, Mike. What he says? What solid guy doesn't sweat every game? How many? We deal with guys that are billionaires. They're sweating every.
2: Tick. And that's our next. Uh, that's our next. Team. T-shirt idea: Watching games is a sign of weakness. <laughs> no. There you go. No, but but no, it is. I mean, in my opinion, it is.
3: And I don't mean the way Brian watches it because <laughs> Brian enjoys it. I mean the guy that's literally at halftime and he's down. He's freaking out, and then the team comes back and you don't hear a thing when they win the game. Well,
2: let's see. Let's see. Okay, so Oregon's playing Colorado tonight you want to watch it for fun or it'll probably be on my tv just randomly but if i'm watching um oral roberts south dakota state and sweating every play i don't know i don't know it yeah yeah if you're a fan it it makes sense or it's it's teams you know or school you went to or your nfl team or or just nfl in general but to throw things you tell these crazy stories where guys call you yelling at you throwing things uh, crying to the wife uh,
4: Dave, my favorite one, and this was on the Trailblazers, (laughs) when he said, well, I don't understand. They were favored by four, but they lost by 20. How could you make that decision to play that game? said, doesn't matter if they <laughs> lost by one or they lost by 20, or they won by three, you still lose the same amount of money. So it's just one game. I have game, to
3: interject and ask all game. three of you. I'm, I might be the only one. Has <laughs> anybody seen Uncut Gems yet? No, no, I heard
2: it's really dramatic and, and stressful to watch. Uh,
3: have you seen it, Brian? No, I have not. Okay, so anyway, I'm going to give one thing away in the movie that won't change any of the plot. He's betting on um, the. what do you call it when you're betting on every point? So every point over the spread, you get yeah. more money.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what you call it, but uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard it. I've never been involved in that really, but uh, so like
3: the spread, you multi- know, you I can think literally call a ten and then you get like dollars a point over the spread.
2: Okay, and what? Okay, well, yeah, I don't give it away then.
3: No, but I'm But just is it a stressful? That's when, you sweat. That's when you sweat every point. But Otherwise, if you're not betting on every point, <laughs> who cares still don't. if you lose
2: by 30? No, you still don't sweat every point. You just turn it on when it's his final, and, and then uh, there's your fate. But let me ask you uh. a question. Was that a stressful movie? The guy I know that saw it, he said he almost had a panic attack watching I
3: it. Don't want, I can't say anything. All I can tell you is I decided not <laughs> to go with a female friend of mine, and I'm glad I didn't take well, her. We're not Let's going at night way. when I
2: want to relax, if, if it's like that. I'll go in the daytime when I first wake up.
3: Yeah, you're a sports better. You go in the daytime.
2: <laughs> okay, so this isn't the midnight. Calm me down, and I'll go home and sleep. No, I have nightmares. No, no.
3: no. <laughs> Jeez. You now, all three no, will appreciate it because we're all in the betting game.
1: Now you're now you're uh, now you're a movie critic.
3: Now I'm a movie critic.
1: Hey, the first time you've talked about so
3: movies. who's gonna on... win? Who are we, who's gonna win, Brian? Clemson or LSU? Oof.
1: I, can't, I didn't say I, cover. I, win. I can't, I kind of like Clemson.
2: Yeah, there's definitely an overreaction there on that game. Everybody solid, I think, will have Clemson at post.
3: Right. And what about you? uh, So you're in agreement. What about you, Mike?
4: I mean, just from what I've seen in these bowl games, um, the SEC is still the upper echelon of all divisions, and the top teams are coming through, and I just think they're better than – it's just there's a big gap between the SEC and everybody else. And as much as, you know, talk about Ohio State and Clemson, at the end of the day, I don't think Ohio State was that good. I'll take LSU all the way in this one.
2: So Mike's public.
4: Mike's public. I oh, knew it's, that was coming. it's called the eyeball test. It has nothing to do with the public.
2: Eyeball test, that's a sign of weakness, too, to say that.
4: <laughs> All right. that's why you're the expert
2: well no I don't want to I'm not do. giving an official play there I just know at Post I'll have Clemson it's a standard spot nothing hard to think about
1: alright fellas I want to wish you both a happy new year and uh, happy new year. our first show well, of 2020 year, we'll be back at our regular time uh, Wednesday next week uh, hope you guys have a and relax enjoy a week without Baltimore Ravens football I'll try So try
2: to enjoy the games, yeah. A lot
1: of Tennessee Titan fans in this
4: town, I'm sure, this week. Uh, Look, if Tennessee wins, they get to come to Baltimore next week.
1: uh, I'll just say be careful what you wish for. Boys, have a good day. (laughs) It's SportsInsiderRadio.com.